Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Bryce Eddy here, coming from the Liberty Station Studios, where we are working hard to be a threat to the Great Reset. And uh, I have my friend Frank Sontag here with me. And uh, I'm excited about this talk, because we're going to talk about men and manly stuff. Where are they? And exactly, where are they? So thank you for coming on. Bryce, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm excited to get into this because this is a regular theme for us here on the show that um, masculinity, manliness, whatever you want to call it, has been um, uh, disintegrating in our culture. Uh, we have had you know radical feminization of our men, even in our churches. Oh yeah, and uh, there is a lot of softness going around, and softness is contagious, and. Um, I want to inspire men, um, especially Christian men, to be warriors, to be standing up, to be having moral clarity during this culture war that we're in, which is quickly becoming a civil war. Mm-hmm. And so I, number one, want to hear the things that you are doing with your men's ministry. Um, and I want to get your perspective, because, you know, you've got a couple of years on me. and. You know, I want to I want to hear what you what you have to say. What do you think the antidote is to this, and how do we work together to make it happen? Well, let me just give you a couple minute intro. Couldn't agree more. Uh, this is war, not only spiritual war, but now yeah. it's manifest here. I started gatherings of men in 2014 at the radio station that I was on for eight and a half years. I just felt like the Lord was prompting me to get guys together. I'd been newly saved. I don't know if you know about my background. I was a New Age guru for 21 years. In case the audience doesn't, lay it out. So I had long hair and did the whole guru thing. And uh, in 1984, I had a severe motorcycle crash. And that kind of set me on a path to what's life about? Who am I? Why am I here? I should not have survived. I had somebody crank me on the 101 doing 110 on impact. Ooh. I had no helmet on, 84, no helmet laws. and long hair again. Yeah. Yes, I miss my hair. Okay, whatever. So um, that set me on a trajectory, and I fell into the new age. Never did radio. Started meant, uh, studying under a guy that did an uh, evening late night talk show on KLOS Rock Station, mm-hmm. and I um, learned all about the new age. New age, very simply put, back in the eighties, and still is, is the worship of self. Back then, it was more undercover, if you will buildings, quote-unquote churches. Jesus is acknowledged but relativized as just the Lord of love. They don't get into right. Son of God, none so it's of kind of pa- pagan underpinnings. For sure. Yeah. And now it's our culture. The culture is now the worship of self. So yep. it's come full circle. So this is a, a field I'm pretty well versed in, 20-some years, uh, teaching this stuff, a lot of other things we don't need to get into. Uh, and in 09, I got radically saved. My best friend had given his life to the Lord. I was raised Catholic. No thanks. Left uh, when I got out of Notre Dame High School. I'm good, but I'm going to go out in the world. 84 bought my bike. And for 
25 years, I was in the world doing all sorts of stuff. Praise God, I've repented of. And so, 09, I got radically saved. I had an encounter with the risen Savior. And I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you kind of a brief uh, snapshot. It's in my book. I wrote a book at the urging of my buddy Lee Strobel. It's called Light the Way Home. Don't buy it on Amazon. Come to my website if you're going to purchase a book. I don't support Amazon. Yeah. And so... Um, my buddy gave his life to the Lord in 06. I said, don't be one of them. And for three years, I watched his life dramatically change. And then uh, in 09, uh, him and his older brother, who's a pastor, they kind of did a Christian intervention on me. Um, <laughs> Praise God. Hammered me for two and a half hours after we played a little golf, which is an evil sport. Um, no one should play golf. I gave it up. Yeah, well, I understand why. And so Pastor Dale said, hey, if you don't make it home today like you shouldn't have 25 years ago, are you right with God? I'd been newly married. My son was a year and a half old. And he just, he just hammered me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a spiritual teacher. I know what I'm doing. I'm right with Jesus. And I got really defensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he said, would you sit in your car and meditate? Air quoted me. And I was a meditation teacher. So he was going after me. He said, would you sit in your car and meditate on are you right with God? Yeah, whatever. So, very long story short, we beat each other adieu. I sit in my car, Bryce, and I, I go to level, which is going, you know. Right. Was it, uh, was it the transcendental meditation? I was into TM a little right. bit, Vipassana. There's all sorts of different types yep. of meditation. But I, I cleared my mind, breathing, and I started to get really hot. And I'm like, do I have a fever? I didn't have a cap on that day. You know, December in SoCal, you still can have warm days. No, I'm fine. And then I heard, I heard a voice say, are you ready to submit to me? And wow. uh, I knew who it was. I mean, when your father who knows you, knew you before you ever created, when he speaks to you, I knew who it was. Now, I've gotten grief from a lot of the Calvinists, and you didn't hear God's voice. Whatever. Yeah. Well, the Calvinists like to give grief. <laughs> so I said, yes, I had complete free will, no coercion, no fear. And he said, pick up your cross and follow me. I was raised Catholic. We did catechism. I never heard that before in my life. So fast forward five weeks, uh, Pastor Dale mails me a Bible. I start going to church. I went to Cornerstone. Francis Chan was my first pastor. Francis Chan was my high school pastor. Get out of here. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. know he doesn't exactly mint stuff up. Yeah. So I was in there five weeks, and he's hitting me hard with the gospel, and I'm, you know, this isn't what I was raised in. Bible comes in the mail, went through some personal upheaval, and uh, was pretty desperate. And one night I go, brilliant insight, I'll open the Bible. Start reading it. I knew red letters were Jesus. That's about as much of a Christian as I was, true follower of Christ. I open it up, and Luke just jumps at me. And one of the first things I read, red letters, Jesus. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross daily, and follow me. Bryce, I hit the ground. I'm like, I was weeping. Wow. Personal challenges, don't really want to go into it. My marriage, other friends. Some of my New Age followers call me Judas. <laughs> Check that one out. So that started me on a path of really following the Lord. And uh, all my New Age followers were very upset. 
but I, I leaned in. I went to Biola, took some graduate courses, wanted to know the word. Uh, a couple of years later, I, my dear friend Frank Pastore went down on his bike yeah. November 19th of uh, 2012, and I had gotten to know him that year. Um, was on a show three times. And so they asked me to come on in 2013 at Salem and KKLA, and I did that for eight and a half years. And uh, we can circle back on that if we want to. But uh, started the gatherings in 14, uh, felt the Lord say no. Uh, KMG is my 501c3. We started in 2018. And we are a Christian men's ministry, not a church ministry. We challenge men from all walks of life to step forward and discover God's plan and purpose for their lives. Last thing, I have a strong heart for non-believers and for dudes in the church that are faking it. I want to just get a two-by-four to the back of them and get it together. You you should know if anybody. Yeah. They're squatting. They're for lazy. some of us, we need a two-by-four. For sure. So KMG's been going for a handful of years now. We do gatherings. We do retreats. We do Bible studies. We do discipleship. And really come alongside... Um, younger guys. Here's a statistic. 21 million 10 to 19-year-old boys and young men live in our country. 21 million. When I grew up, I knew what a man was. Yeah. I saw male role models. Think about what's going on now. Yeah, we have celebrity men wearing dresses. Dude. Yeah. 21 million young kids. This is what they see. No wonder why they're so confused, let alone, let alone I have a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we were talking last night, he's like, man, I just feel really hormonal. And he's growing like a, a he's 6'1 now. Nice. So I just think of, boy. at that age, yeah, they have enough going on, yeah. let alone the confusion and the lies of culture. We have two major tragedies in this country that I take personally, poor health and veganism. Battle both by ordering from my friends at Good Ranchers. Well, Halloween is right around the corner, so don't let scary meat haunt your household. Most subscription meat companies slap on the label product of the USA when it's actually from overseas and wearing an Uncle Sam costume. This month, Good Ranchers is having their October feast sale, where you get over four pounds of meat for free two pounds of Wagyu ground beef, and two and a half pounds of better-than-organic chicken. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com slash liberty. Every item is steakhouse quality, and you can order the finest steaks, seafood, and chicken at half the price of those other online meat guys. And I'll tell you, in direct head-to-head competition in my discriminating household, Good Ranchers just tastes much better. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping. Or go to goodranchers.com forward slash liberty. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Yeah, no, and culture is intentionally sowing confusion. I mean, I, I believe that there is a deep spiritual element to that. Um, you know, the nihilism right now that's that's being taught to these young men yep. um, that you know nothing matters. You know, the the you know the, the sowing seeds of chaos in their lives is is what the culture is doing. Um, and there is no clear role models. And unfortunately, you know, even in our churches. Um, you know, real strong, uh, fierce, uh, dangerous men who, as Jordan Peterson says, have it under voluntary control. A lot of those guys are, are missing in action, or, or maybe being diminished. You know, to the to, to the back row. I don't know. 
Certainly not in our church because we've got some tough guys. No doubt uh, about that. But uh, you know, men of genuine courage and things like that. You know, r- right now, I mean that that is looked at as that is wrong. You know that that is looked at as that is a um, you know a, a detriment or um, you know a flaw in a man um, for a man to be rough and tumble, strong. You know, get after it type. So here's a little where I go. Uh, two things. I gave my life to the Lord at 54. And oh, people wow. are like, wow, you look like you're 40. How can that be? Yeah. You're right. No, 54. So I was older. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was that late in life. Wasn't yeah, wow. raised in the church. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of this stuff. I'm kind of jealous of that. Well, and my thing is I'm so sold out and all in because when you meet the risen Savior yeah. and you live a, a life in the flesh and in the world, and then you see the truth of who Jesus is, that's how. That's in part why I'm like me, who didn't have a father, raised in an environment where the whole father thing. But that's yeah. that's God. And the other thing is, who do we teach in the church? Jesus is church broad stroke, soft, compassionate, loving, yeah. forgiving, sweet, true, sweet guy, sweet, yeah, yeah, the the Lord of love, yeah. But what about the dude that hung on a cross? What about the dude that flipped the money changers? Yeah, the Lord of Hosts, you the know, battle commander. You, I'm sure you've been to Israel. When I went to Israel and I saw these big rocks, I thought Jesus might have been a stonemason too. He didn't just work with wood. He was probably yoked like you in some ways. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's the it, Jesus we teach at KMG. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, any man who works with his hands, you know, has a has a strength. You know, um, you, you know, you, you don't have to look jacked to be really strong. I mean, some of these, you know, contractors and you know guys that are working with their hands every day, like the stonemasons and you know stuff. I mean, you know, so strong. Um, but uh, but yeah, he was not a, uh, a a weak hippie style Jesus. We we do know that. Um, and he's but, not but coming yet back. He's not coming back to give out free hugs. Yeah, yeah, amen. Um, but but going back, you know, I'm I'm a, a bit envious of guys that have that kind of radical transformation. And maybe some people in the audience can identify with this. But growing up in the church, and you know, I was a preacher's kid growing up. Um, you can very easily put the affectation of Christianity over you, mm-hmm. especially as a um, you know young man. I mean, I, I I swore more than anybody I knew, but I could turn it on and turn it off, you know. And you you have that kind of ability sometimes to to lay over yourself the the um, you know put on the clothing of Christianity and and walk in and so much of that which I have and and I'll hit you with this I've had so many issues with going to men's retreats and things like that over the years because I uh, I'm naturally skeptical when it comes to other men and other men in the church and you'll sit in a circle with a forced intimacy sort of setup right you know pour your heart out dudes right and and you have guys going around and you know uh, in in big crocodile tears, describing the sin in their life and saying like, "I really suffer from pride, man. It's pride. Pride really gets to me." And I'm like, uh, "No, you suffer from pornography. That's you right. beat your wife, and you're That's a liar. Right. You know, or whatever it is." Thank you. Um, and 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 so I have never been able to feel authenticity in those moments. Um, I have been blessed, though, where I have very close friends, and I've been able to have very close Christian brothers where that has happened. 
um, and that real true friendship and intimacy has happened because of time and relationship and, you know, where we are compulsive disclosers of all of the things that we're struggling with. And, and, uh, and I think that is so important, but it's hard to, um, authentically recreate that. Well, here's a word I got from Pastor Dale, my best friend's older brother. They helped lead me to the Lord. He told mm-hmm. me, he pulled me aside after the day I described you, and he said, I want to give you a little bit of an insight. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't know what sanctification is yet. He said, but your sanctification process, you better strap yourself in. Mm-hmm. God's going to fast track you because of all the stuff you did in the new age and how old you are, your ride's going to be really rough. And so spiritual warfare. I don't know anything about spiritual warfare back then. Now it's like, man, it's, yeah. it's all the time. Now we can feel it around us. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But the point being, um, look, Dr. King used to say, I want to be thoroughly used up when I die. Mm-hmm. So my whole deal now is, Lord, hum, however how many years I have left in me, I'm all in. And my biggest heartbreak and maybe that's not the exact word I, I should use, but being on, look, I'm going to be real blunt here because I, I love it. I love what you guys do. That's my love language, by okay. the way, just in case you wonder. So I was heartbroken over all the relationships I developed at KKLA and pastors. And I'm not saying speaking ill of them, but I, I saw this professional church. And because of my lack of being raised in that, I, I was first, I was mind blown, like, what? And then I go and I hear a good message in the pulpit and there's no level of, hey, I'm jacked up too. There's just, I've got the word. And it developed kind of a fire in me like this is not the way we're going to do KMG. And it's been difficult. I'm, look, man, I I feel like I'm a loner. I don't have many friends. You know, in leadership, you're out there by yourself and you take it. Hanging out in the wind a little. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I'm in my life right now. Just had a recent thing go down that was completely unplanned. But um, I'm going to share this quick story. Sure. And God bless my wife. She's hung with me. We're now almost 18 years into this. We were new age soulmates when we got married. Oh, wow. I came to Christ. She wasn't too happy. Oh, yeah, that must have been interesting. We had some things. It's in my book. Don't need to go into it, but here's the point. So during that upheaval, one night she said, it's either him or me. Wow. And I prayed. I still see her sitting on the bed. Me, Bryce. Oh, yeah, you know, you got my baby. Let's work this out. You know, Jesus, I'll take a back seat. We can, and that's all that stuff that wanted to come out of my mouth. Uh-huh. But what came out was... He is my king and my Lord. He will always be, and he's got a plan for us. And you're my queen. We can do this together. And I remember that night, I wanted to go belly up. But I thought, you know what? That's the truth. That's biblical. That's where men have to come from. His strength, not ours. So it's been a challenge. You know, I've been in the Lord now, what, 12 years? But uh, doggone it. Pastors and, and dudes that are in a church for 20, 30 years, get your get your act together. Cause man, the battle is here. They're coming after us. How can you yeah. how can you lay low and act like truly sorry, a coward now? You know, I hear all the stories. I love what you said about retreats and my sin is pride. No, you're you're a liar. You're jacked up. You're hooked on pornography. You're doing stuff. You just be honest. Don't give Satan that stronghold. 
Yeah, because we're not honest too, um, the world attacks us even more. For you sure. You know, because the, the truth is, I mean, we're, you know, we're a collection of very broken people who no are, doubt. you know, who do understand what the truth is about and are endeavoring to, you know, to go after it and to, you know, um, clean up our lives and all that stuff. That's not to excuse all those things, but we have to be honest about that instead of pretending that, you know, we've got it all together. Yeah. Um, that, that damages us because then you see the, the world will then attack us. See, you guys are not all that perfect because we're pretending to be in a lot of these moments. With the consumer price index increasing yet again, the stock market has been in absolute turmoil. What's our illustrious leader doing to quell the surge of inflation? Oh yeah, spending more money and adding to the burden. Don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. Do something about it. Diversify into gold with Birch Gold. Text LIBERTY to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you to do it. Join their thousands of satisfied customers and secure peace of mind for the upcoming storm. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. And yeah. dovetailing briefly, I think a lot of men, even in the church, they're pretending to be who they think they're supposed to be yeah. because their message has always been, be nice, be soft, check the box. And yet I believe God's calling them to be deeper. Yeah. And be a warrior. What that looks like, they may not even know. Uh, um, being a preacher's kid, I, uh, I have the gift of discernment when it comes to a lot of pastors. And my, um, my highest value in life is authenticity, meaning that that's who I love, right? I love authentic people. That means you can be a huge a-hole. And if you're an authentic a-hole, I kind of like you. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> you know? sure. For I, sure. I, I'm like, okay, but that guy's real. I get it. I understand him. I know where he's coming from. Yeah. You know, I, I get that. And um, and I have, and my wife would, uh, if she were here, would be my uh, witness to this. I have called out many pastors who have done some really bad things upon my first hearing, you know, them do a sermon. And I've, you know, like elbowed my wife and go, mm, you know, no good here. And, and part of it is, is I think I can see the people that are putting on that affectation and behind their eyes, instead of them, you know, preaching God's word and letting the, you know, words of Jesus ring true and come out of them, I can see behind their, e- their eyes, them say, oh, I just got them with that line right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm oh, on yeah. fire right now. You know, like I can see that inner dialogue going and, um, whose kingdom are they building? Yeah. And, and, then- and, and in this day and age of social media, I understand the temptation. Agreed. You know, check the numbers. How are we doing? You know, everybody's following you versus maybe pastors of three generations ago. They didn't have all this stuff. They just loved people. Yeah. Well, and you combine on top of that, you know, we have church as a business now too, yes. right? And so you have that business model. And 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 listen, there's a there's a um, there's part of that that's necessary, right? For you sure. have to be wise. You have to be good stewards of what God's given you. You have to have organization. So I'm not criticizing that in and of itself, but so many of these churches, you know, became, uh, you know, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, a corporate entity, 
and and that's what drives it not the love of jesus not you know uh, evangelism not you know meeting the needs of their people and and that's i think also where this um, you know lack of masculinity lack of risk that comes with being a man and some of those things can get can can infect the church so here's a very short story i don't want to be long-winded give no, me a microphone good. i go i'm you know radio guy 35 years i love it you're a good guess that it's easy for me so we did <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it was a KMG or a KKLA-sponsored event. I think it was KKLA at a church in Orange County that will go unnamed. Big mega church. Do you know who Brian Bosworth is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, football player, right? So he's a buddy of mine. uh, Radical dude. Got saved. When I heard Bos got saved, I'm like, no way. Long story short, we became friends. I invited him to come to a KMG and just share his testimony. So he's up there. He was pretty raw, Bryce, which I love. I do too. And he dropped an S-bomb. Right. And it was in the context of something that was powerful and heart-wrenching. And I'm like, oh boy, he's really letting it hang out. So I'm in watching him and I got the tug. Mm -hmm. Hey, Pastor so-and-so, did you just hear what he said? And I'm like, yeah, it's incredible. And they're like, no, no, no. He just said the S-bomb. Yeah. They were undone. And so at the end of the thing... They're like, well, we got to talk about if you're going to come back. And I go, we're not coming back. And it just was, to me, the epitome and analogous and kind of like metaphoric of where the church is now. Mm-hmm. Like, we get hung up on language. And I'm not saying we need to be vulgar, but... Yeah, agreed. I mean, here's a guy newly saved. Uh, I have another friend who is not saved yet, and he's very good at what he does, very powerful, very uh, well-known. And I'm like, if the Lord gets a hold of him, and then how do we, how do we come alongside and, and share? That's why I think off air, we were talking, you were sharing about how you have non-Christians on this podcast. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, I hope so. Yeah. Instead of being the holy huddle and let's just all, you know, stay in our five mile radius and be good Christians to each other. Yeah, no, because we need to be talking to people, and we need to be talking to people of all stripes, and we need to be having those dialogues, because that's part of the the ministry mission that we have. And um, there's interesting people that are not believers that, you know, we can learn from as well, and that in the act of those conversations, you know, we can, you know, give them love and, and you know, share with them and, and plant those seeds. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so if we were to diagnose, because I do ask, um, you know, when we have these ma- you know, masculinity conversations, I ask for uh, a little bit of diagnoses. What do you think, you know, just from a cultural standpoint, what do you think from, uh, you know, church standpoint, what what has driven the um, absence of real masculinity in, you know, modern times? All right, uh, I'll go kind of macrocosm, microcosm, and I don't want to get too over spiritual here, but there's the physical realm, there's the spiritual realm. So I think in the spiritual realm, we're tracking biblically what end times is going to look like. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing evil not even hiding itself anymore. Yeah. Um, and we see a culture bending to tyrants out of fear. Christians, quote unquote, I did my show for two years during COVID in studio every day. Why wouldn't I go to studio? And and I have people calling me freaked out, terrified. I'm like, what are you afraid of? So, um, a, a quick note on that: I yeah. was so bummed at the Christian 
response and fear during COVID, it bummed me out. And I've said it a bunch of times. I said it on our, some of our original live streams. I mean, you know, if God's going to take you out by a spicy cold, then okay, that's his plan. But to be to be that terrified, yeah. it was like a nuclear bomb was yeah. uh, was imminently falling on our heads, and and people had that level of fear for this sort of thing. And it, you know, it's no wonder. Here's the other part in this realm. Um, post World War II, we stopped. Not abruptly, but over you know decades, we stopped teaching the Bible in mm-hmm. schools. Yeah, culture started to turn its back on God, and now here we are, you know, thirty, forty years later. It's no wonder why we're in the mess we're in. It's no wonder why young guys or even grown men—they've got no boundaries. They've got no moral guidance. It's just all all in for yourself now, and and God's an afterthought. We're in my new age history. We've created God in our image now. And I've actually, Bryce, I've sat on the sidelines for I don't know how many years now. Um, but I got a couple of decades invested in the new age. Mm-hmm. And even in churches, we got churches teaching the Enneagram. I called mm-hmm. out one pastor. I'm not going to name him, but I called him out. And he was just all undone. Well, this is the core and this is identity. No, it's not. Jesus is the core and identity. Yeah, yeah. For those of you that are not familiar with the Enneagram, it's like a personality. Yeah, um, you have uh, numbers you know, and what your trait is. And, yeah, and it's a and it, and it is very new agey, and it goes into all kinds of really you know uh, deep borderline occult stuff too. If you really look look for deeply sure. into it, yeah. for sure. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. And and so last part, um, I used to love studying Malcolm X. And he used to talk about the chickens coming home to roost. Uh And I love what you said about, you know, a-holes and at least they're real. Malcolm used to say, I would prefer being around a Nazi KKK member than like a lefty liberal because they tell you one thing and then they'll stab you in the back. At least you know what you got with yeah. a grand grand wizard. Yeah. So I think we're in a situation right now where men and women, but for me, men need to come forward and be bold and just stand and speak the truth and challenge other men because I think a lot of guys are actually sitting around almost, you know, waiting to be uh, given permission to be a man. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, in an emergency situation, um, you know, there's there's some somebody online and I, I don't remember uh, what it was, but the guy was talking about how, you know, there's all these, you know, intellectual men and all these, you know, sort of, and, and the implication was not, not that they were all smart men, but they were just, they were after intellectual pursuits and after many of them liberal pursuits and things like that. And they thought that they were all great. But if a major, you know, uh, 
act of violence, you know, is, uh, is threatening all of us or there's something happening or there's some emergency, you know, that dude is going to be like, okay, uh, what do we do chief? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and look at the, the, the strong man in the room, the yeah. masculine man in the room and yeah. the, and, and, you know, and all of a sudden those eyes are going to turn to that guy and go, okay, what do we do now, boss? Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. And as you have a history of, and I think in that example, preparedness is of the essence. Mm -hmm. We need to get prepared. Maybe we're like in the 11th hour where we just need to go all hands on deck right now. I don't know. But the lack of preparedness, the lack of guys really getting in the word of God, you know, I can't find 20 minutes in the morning to read the Bible, but you're scrolling and looking in your emails. Come on. Yeah. Those are the guys that we grab by the back of the neck and say, if you want to be a KMG guy, no, no more BS. You got you to be a dangerous man, and here's how the Lord wants to use you. But stop wasting time. Look, I'm 67. I got a 14-year-old son at home. I got a gorgeous wife. I want to be around for a lot more years and on fire for the Lord. But I don't want to play nice anymore. I yeah. don't want to waste time anymore. We have each day. It's time to get after it. And there's so many men that are just kind of waiting you flip that switch, you remind them to fire the Holy Spirit in them if they're saved, or you grab guys that are not saved, mm -hmm. and you show them the way. Come on, Gideon needed 300. We don't need yeah. large numbers, but we need guys that are willing to absolutely go all in. And, you know, I'm in that season of life right now where let's go. That's great. Yeah, you know, listen, God does not call us to be nice. Now, we're to be kind. Thank and I think you. there's a difference. Thank you. There okay? is. But we are not supposed to be nice. And nice guys do finish last, by the way. Um, nice guys don't get the girl. Um, nice guys don't uh, get the best jobs. They uh, don't uh, get after it in life. Um, but we need to be kind, and we need to be loving, and we need to emulate God and Jesus, and we need to, to have those favorable character traits. But we, but nice is not a value that any of us should aspire to. Another time I'll share some stories about my upbringing. I was that dude. I was the nice guy. I would always hear, well, we could be friends. You know, I'd date. And my dad handed on a lot of things legacy-wise that were not the best. He left early on, product of a divorce home, et cetera, et cetera. But I know the world of a poser. Mm -hmm. These are posers. And that's what I learned growing up. So for God to reconcile me to manhood through Jesus and God's word, where I saw, no, even women that don't know necessarily about uh, who Jesus is or have any faith, they want tough dudes too. They want guys that are absolutely yeah. men. Yeah, and, and you know, men out there, you should keep this in mind, young men, especially right now, um, who you, if you don't have a wife, okay, we're coming into times right now where we are going to need warriors and we're going to need to have tough guys. And um, women are going to be looking, the highest quality women are going to be looking for men that can bring it when it's needed and can protect them and can provide for them and can do what's necessary in life to care for a family. And that's happening because we are going to be coming into less prosperous times. That's right. We're coming into a time of not just spiritual warfare, but you know we are in a culture war, and you know things are heating up. I think there's uh, irreconcilable differences between us and the world that is dominating things right now. And um, you better you better get after it. If not now, when? Yeah. You know my message always is time is now. 
I mean, we're, we're at a season now where, as you just so very articulately put, just in the last couple of years, it's like logarithmic, logarithmically accelerating into, wait, three years ago, and now it's like, look. We were I, all fat and happy. We were content. We had a lot yeah. of freedoms. Everything's Stock good. Stock market was pumping, yeah. you know. And, and now we got people in positions of authority and power where they're obviously spewing lies and they're presenting it as truth. Yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, this is, uh, I think it's Isaiah. I don't know scripture that well, but you know, good will be called evil. Evil will be called good. It's here. Yeah, it's pretty evident. And where's the church? Where's the church speaking out and going, okay, it's time to really be uh, the bride of Christ and really show the non-believing world that we are different, that he is absolutely not only the king, but he's a savior and a lord. I had uh, AJ Hurley on the on the show um, a couple of times, and and we just recorded another episode where I, I joked that he was my co-host for it, and we were, and and uh, and we watched John MacArthur um, excoriate um, uh, Gavin Newsom, yep, right for for what what was blasphemy, him putting the words of Jesus on billboards and advertising abortion. That's with right. It. Um, and, and AJ, uh, as a pro-life activist, there are so many churches that will not support him and will not have him come to speak, and that blows my mind, because if there's something that the church should all be united on is that as a battle, you know, the battle for life. Um, but we have that going on everywhere, and again, I think that is because, you know, men aren't, aren't engaged in the church in the way I think that, that they should be. And by the church, I mean, there are many churches out there and many more every day that I think are recognizing that we are going to be persecuted and prosecuted um, if it continues down this path. And we do know that that's how part of the story goes anyway. Mm. Um, but I, so I do think there are churches that are that are rising up. I do think we have a little bit of a great awakening um, happening, um, but, uh, but, but men are the key to it. My best friend is Mark Little. He he and his wife have uh, no longer bound ministry, abortion recovery, miscarriage. This dude has taught me more about, you know, not being pro-life, but just that whole, you know, the the world of abortion and the lies. And and I love AJ. Mm -hmm. He posted a photo on his Instagram the other day that rocked my world. It was very graphic. And I'm like, you know what? It's got to be that where people stop this. And, and I, I was there. I was there for, I had a radio program. I was popular, all that stuff. I mean, would be, oh, I'm a man. I, I not have been given the God-given ability to give birth. This is a woman's issue. They have a right to choose. I had all that crap down. And then when I came uh, to know Jesus and he started to, to just recalibrate me, I'm like, where have I been? Yeah. This is Amen. killing a baby. And we in the church were, you know, doing it too. And it's too, destroying or... women too. That's the that's the thing. And I, you know, said that in a post, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, where yeah, it's it's raping women's souls. And and you know, we're as men called to be in that fight to protect both the that unborn child and that woman. And part of that fight, not to finish, uh, not to leave my thought hanging out there. I'm not here to to chastise people in the church that have had abortions. And I think the the road to, to healing you know, would. What Mark and Tigra do so well, necessity for sure. But we got to stop the slaughter. Yeah, we got to start talking about what is actually happening. And when you have 
political representatives celebrating, you know, third trimester abortions and yeah. spinning it that way. Well, I think that's why we're under de- divine judgment right that's now right. as a nation. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. And I liked what you said. Is it too late? Maybe not. Don't just throw in the towel. It's time to fight. Punch Satan in the mouth. Learn yeah. to learn to pray against this stuff. Do we not have the power of prayer by the blood and the authority of Jesus? That's another thing we, we're starting to do at KMG. Teaching men to pray. My buddy uh, Steve Prouse spoke at our KMG. Pray violently against this stuff. To push back against the, the, the stuff that's going on that we just think somehow... We say a prayer in Jesus' name, and we ask for so much, but push back and be a warrior to stop this stuff. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty or call 972 Patriot. Get free activation with the offer code Liberty. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. Patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty. Patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty or call 972 Patriot. I believe America, you know, can repent and, and turn around, and I think that you know we can uh, we can be you know a once again great nation. Um, but let's say it doesn't, and let's say we disintegrate, and uh, um, it's all the more reason for us though as men to come together in community because that's how we protect ourselves. That's how we. Um, to, you know, care for those uh, that that need us is by coming together as a community. So, no matter what happens, you know, men need to come together and rise up. So let, let's talk about what that prescription looks like. Okay. Um, you know what uh, in you know KMG. Uh, what are you guys doing? I know you, you certainly do events, and, and we talked a little bit about that. But on a day to day basis, how are you getting men to you know? Be accountable. Um, what prescription are you giving them to, you know, press into God's word? How's that work? So, being transparent, uh, we are five hundred one c three. We heard in the area of funding, mm-hmm. and COVID really annihilated the whole in person thing. Yeah. So, what I'm praying about now is getting some funding, opening an actual place. Dudes come in. We do in person Bible studies, all that stuff. We don't have that. We do we do the Zoom thing, which drives me nuts, yeah. although it is appropriate in some ways. Yeah. So I think men respond to leaders that are transparent. And Pastor Mike and I have always been forthright in our struggles. We've got a growing number of guys, both young and old, where they look to us for guidance. And we say, look, Jesus 
is who we need to go to. So we do leadership courses, we do discipleship courses, but we don't want to be the guys that go, hey, follow us, follow him. So if it's a small ministry where we teach men to be warriors, where we teach men to go back, the son that you abandoned, maybe you're divorced, you can still have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. We've got kind of the small anecdote. I don't have the answer to the end all. All I know is God has brought a tremendous amount of men into my life that we partner with. We've got the seven pillars. There's a group called Fathers in the Field. They teach guys to be fathers to boys that don't have dads. We're Praise just God. we're just like, you know, all hands on deck right now. But uh, we do our man camps and... Uh, I'm striving more to do one-on-one discipleship. Last point. One of my good friends is Daryl Strawberry. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daryl, uh, from day one, was a KMG guy. He's always come to events whenever I've asked him. And he achieved the pinnacles of success in the world, made millions, lost it all, prison, blah, blah, blah. Gets radically saved. And then he fell back into the world at a Morris Cirillo uh, revival because he didn't get discipled. So I know part of our path at KMG is discipling men, coming alongside them. They've got our cells, you in trouble. We check on them regularly. Um, if I can have a young man come to me that's confused, maybe doesn't have a dad, you know, we can get into statistics about fatherlessness is accepted, normalized in culture now, which is just an abomination. But yeah. if I come alongside a young guy as an older man and say, I love you, I'm in your life now, and you better get straight and narrow because you don't want me angry. But I'm here to tell you I love you, and I'll, I'm not going to abandon you. We did a KMG uh, man camp last year. A kid came from Fort Worth, Texas. We're not national. He somehow heard about it. I think his fiance said, you need to go to this. Long story short, he came. He got saved. He's got my cell. I bug him all the time. I check on him. He just got married. We do a little bit of Bible study over the phone together. And so that personal touch one-on-one, if I can help raise up some young warriors where they can raise their sons up, then I'm going to rest well when I go to, you know, worship the Lord forever. But like Dr. King said, I want to be thoroughly used up when I die. And I keep praying, Lord, am I missing something? What am I supposed to do that I don't know? Um, and I just have a heart for this. Because, dude, I was in the world for 54 years. I did some really jacked up stuff. And I met the risen Savior. He talked to me. He showed me who I was. Amen. I'm going to start crying. You know, warriors cry. Don't, because you'll make me cry. Okay. I've already cried like 10 times on this <laughs> podcast. Okay. Mark, Mark Little was on. Oh, and And boy. in fact, that episode we, we just dropped. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I was, I was holding back tears the whole time. Mark's an amazing man. Yeah. But I, I just, I'm burdened. I'm burdened for men. Yeah. Like, Lord, just show me what I can do today. And, I, and I, I've started a radio program again. So I left KKLA. After eight and a half years there, for reasons of which, you know, may or may not be important. But uh, I got tired of the professional Christian stuff mm-hmm. um, and thought, well, that's not the answer. Dude's calling in, you know, saying all the right things. And like you say, discernment, I'm like, no, you're faking it. Um, and so now I'm on one night a week on a secular talk station. I'm on KBC. I don't take a penny. I've got a couple sponsors. 
if I can't share the gospel with the non-believing world, who, what am I doing? Yeah. So, um, and I keep asking myself, I submit myself, Lord, use me for these two hours. And I get hate mail and I'm like, I must be doing something right. Yeah. Um, so to come full circle and answer your question, what do we do at KMG? We're a small men's ministry that is attempting to right the ship and pointing people to who Christ is. And, uh, Pastor Mike and I are two examples of jacked up dudes still that love the Lord, but yet we know we're in a battle. This is a battle for the hearts and souls of men. Here's 20 seconds. I was a dream interpretationist when I was a new ager too. Hmm. Study dreams. Have babes come to me. Charge them money. What a, tell me your dream. And, you know, I was weaving my nonsense. But here's the point. I had a dream six years ago. The only God dream I've ever had in my life. And God was showing me things, and I, in my sleep, I wrote down on the side of the bed, you know, I, I used to journal, and you wake up, and profound dream, and it's like elephants are purple, something that makes no sense. Right. <laughs> so this dream, I scribbled down, next day I woke up, I'm walking around, I'm like, hey, what was that? And Bryce, it may sound very simple, but it was so profound, I wrote down, God said to me, this is a battle for the hearts and souls of men. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, from that point on, I'm all in. And I know this is literally a battle for the hearts and souls of men. Yeah, I don't think we'd be here in America in this cultural moment if men hadn't abdicated all of that responsibility. Yep. I mean, you know, the fact, um, and, you know, we're, we are uh, big opponents to the transgendering of children on the show, and we're, we get all kinds of hate um, from that because we don't believe you should be abusing children. We don't believe you should be castrating them. We don't believe that you should be um, putting them on puberty blockers or chopping off their genitals. And I know that's controversial, but that's our belief. How is it uh, controversial? <laughs> but yeah, I agree with only, you. Only today could yeah. that be. Yeah. And my point for that and bringing that to man um, if you are watching the exposés that they do in this, the cultural exposés where they're like celebrating these people, you will see a mother most of the time driving it, and you will see in the background a passive father yep. that looks like he is henpecked to nothingness, yep. uh, a weak man in the shadow watching his kids get destroyed. And almost every time, that's what you see. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Munchausen syndrome by proxy in a lot of these cases. And also, we talked about abortion. I've got a friend that has a pregnancy uh, center. She told me, I didn't know this years ago, educated, 85% of the women that walk into like a pregnancy center, mm -hmm. if their dudes would open their mouth, boyfriend, father, or, or husband, whatever, say, we want to have the kid, they would have the yeah. kid, but the men are silent and they've been you know, relegated to the back 40 because uh, we think we're not supposed to say anything. Also because the men want to avoid that responsibility sure. that they just created, so they're For just sure. going to be quiet. Oh, well, I guess it's a woman's right to For choose, sure. you know, sure. and they're going to shut their mouths. Um, that's what I said in, a, in my little video is that, you know, look, marry your girlfriends, right? Take care of those kids um, because that's what men need to say that, okay, I'm going to work you know, however hard I need to work and I'm going to make sure that, that I, that I'm able to feed us. And, uh, and if that was the case, there's a lot of little babies that would be saved. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, wow, man, this is, this is a heavy, 
Heavy moment, heavy episode here. <laughs> Heavy's good. I too like much, it. too much distraction. Too much. My buddy Steve Prouse calls it Christian Candyland. Yeah. Too much, you know, nicey nice out there that everything's good. Now we got to start calling things for what they are. No, I agree. Um, so uh, Jocko Willing, who's uh, you know definitely a man's man, doing out, uh, doing his work out there in his way. Um, famously, he's a jiu-jitsu guy, and he and I started training jiu-jitsu about the same uh, year, about the same month. Um, and uh, he's famous for walking away if you start doing small talk. And <laughs> I, and I thought there's something beautiful <laughs> about it. that. But if, you know, it. if people are just, you know, ch- just chit-chatting and, you know, doing that, you'll see him just, you know, politely exit the conversation. So you mentioned Jocko. Do you know who David Goggins is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my good friend Bobby Schuler spoke at a KMG event and used the analogy of David Goggins' life, not knowing the Lord and everything he's done, if a man that loves the Lord would only integrate some of what David Goggins yeah. is about, and you get beyond you know, his mouth, he's got a potty mouth. Yeah, yeah. I love the dude. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love what he stands for. Yeah. And he's I, he, talking about pushing back against the liars and the cowards out there, and yet some of us in the Christian community, we get really offended by his language. And I'm like, no, Jocko Willick I love, David Goggins. Yeah. These are dudes that don't necessarily I, the I, Lord, the, love yeah, the Lord. Yeah, I... Appreciate David Goggins. I'm gonna say something that might get get uh, uh, David Goggins to never come on my show. Um, uh, I I pray that he finds Christ because he is very unsettled. So he's not a running towards guy. No, all no that doubt. he is doing, all that he is pursuing, is David Goggins running from his past and running from reconciling to those things. The you know I read his book. I was encouraged to read his book, and and you know inspirational things that that guy does and I have respect for those things but but that guy needs to find Christ and 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 become whole with that because he is he is uh, he's got a huge chip on his shoulder and he's got so much pain and that's what drives him no doubt and so anyway praying for you David yeah and, and I I, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more and and you can see when dudes are running from yeah instead of running to yeah. I love the story, obviously, David and Goliath. The dude, the little sucker, ran at Goliath. Yeah. How did he do it? He knew he had the goods. Yeah. And that's um, that's an analogy that maybe well, I'm going to pray about KMG. That's pretty powerful, running from versus running to. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a it's something I've learned even in, uh, you know, all of us. You know, we have different uh, motivations and we have a, a different wiring and we have, a, you know, different upbringings and things that animate us. And, and you know, many of us are, are running in fear, you know, and and you can become successful, you know, running away from things. You can you can have a, um, you know, very fruitful life still and all that stuff. But but, you know, it's so much more powerful to be in a position where you are working just as hard running towards yeah. things. And it's it's such a different paradigm shift. And you just reminded me, thank you, that so many of us have that father wound. Mm-hmm. Dad wasn't there. So we can be extremely successful. Like Daryl told me. Mm-hmm. He cut his dad out, 18 years of baseball, never talked to his dad. And when he became a follower, God really convicted Daryl, reconciled with his dad. But here's the point. So many guys are so broken because they didn't have dads. And yet, we need to understand, and this is something new we're teaching in KMG, because this was hard for me to get around. Mm -hmm. Because so many guys, you have a bad relationship with your dad. How are you going to have a relationship with him? There's a lot of that, yeah. 
But it's true. We're his sons. He loves us just as we are. And when you start talking about him as ultimately Mm -hmm. the one that can really heal us, I don't know about your background with your dad. When I had kind of a insight with my dad and I didn't talk to him for years, I went to him and kind of said, let's talk. And I had all this expectation that we were going to, you know, get it together and have a good relationship. He just looked at me like I was talking a foreign language. Yeah. You can't go to your dad for healing. No. We can't go to our wives for healing. No, but you going and, you know, and reconciling yourself to the service of, of God and Christ and all that can sure. lead to for sure. reconciliation, for you know, sure. with your uh, earthly um, father. No doubt. Yeah. And that it was true with my dad and actually true with Daryl's dad. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, how do we follow you? How do people get in touch with the ministry? How so, do we buy your books? All that good yeah, stuff. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're on social media. Maybe we'll do a podcast another time just about social media. But yeah. franksontag.com or kmgministries.com. You'll find me on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, my book is on our site, franksontag.com. That'll take you to the ministry page. And you can see all the stuff that we do. Keep us in prayer. We appreciate people coming alongside and being prayer warriors and supporters, whatever. But, uh, yeah, all the usual places. And I'm on Friday nights, at least as we broadcast here. I don't know how much longer that's going to go. Friday nights on AM 790 KBC from 7 to 9. Uh, been on three months. And, uh, boy, that's been kind of wild to sit in that chair and like, Lord, is it time to tell this dude about Jesus? Because, you know, it's secular radio. Yeah. And I had a call from the PD. Uh, I'll keep this very short, who's Jewish. And he told me, he said, I never thought I would tell you this or anybody, but we need more God on our station. So keep doing that. I'm thinking. Oh, what a blessing. Praise God. So pushing on Friday nights and uh, appreciate you and what you do on this. I've watched you for a while. And then when I was at uh, God Speak the other day, I saw you sitting next to me. I was going to say something, but a lot of people wanted your attention and we talked and here we are. So I'm well, I'm so grateful because you know I've followed you and and uh, you know uh, consumed you on the radio for years too, and so I really appreciate you coming in and spend this time with me, and I'm a great admirer of yours. Thank you, brother. Praise God. Me uh, is your me me you, and keep doing what you're doing, and we'll keep you in prayer because I know uh, you're in the front lines, man. Yeah, we're getting it. We're getting attacks, you know. So uh, well, amen. Thank you. All right. All right. To God be the glory. Amen to that. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.